Welcome to the I Love Music Podcast. My name is Jen Fedor. I started the I Love Music Podcast to inspire people who love music, encourage people who work within the industry, and to hear each person's unique story. For this episode, I got to interview Jason Singer, an artist hailing from the great state of Michigan. We have such a fun conversation about Jason's project, Michigander, and the new EP, Where Do We Go From Here, released on C3 Records. Jason has some really down-to-earth tips for artists and shares some unique moments from out on the road and how he found his management team. Michigander is in the middle of a tour, so if you want to see them live or want to check out the new music, visit michiganderband.com. All right, let's get into Jason's interview. Yeah. Um, this is your first time in LA. How yeah, is, first how, time. Yeah, how is it treating you so far? I've been here for like a few hours. Okay. Just a few hours. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. You had a pretty crazy travel day. Yes, in very early morning. Yes. Too early. Yeah. Unnecessarily early. <laughs> but yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about your new EP coming out. Yeah, so the new EP comes out. Friday, Friday the 13th very spooky <laughs> um yeah so uh, all new songs um pretty excited to get them out yeah that's cool yeah. How, how many songs are on the there's five songs on five songs. yeah okay yeah awesome I'm cool. very I feel like it's I've been holding on to it for a while yeah so, yeah that's excited. so great yeah um so what types types of music influenced you growing up I think when I was younger I was listening to me and my friends were kind of all in a band yeah. Uh, that was just like, we just jammed whatever. And, yeah. we, and his older brother, it wasn't really a real band, but his older brother would um, bring home these White Stripes VHS tapes of Ooh. like these like bootleg shows yeah. from like the Magic Stick. Okay. Uh, from like early 2000s. And we would watch those and then we would just try to play that. Um, and then I think cool. as I got a little older, it was more into like some pop and like, singer-songwriter stuff like John Mayer and then like and then I really got into like Oasis uh-huh. and like Coldplay and U2 and then like Death Cab and those kind well those, they aren't British but yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 but a lot of that kind of music um I was always kind of drawn to like big sounds and like okay. anthemic yeah. types of things yeah was there a moment like growing up where you're like okay I want to be an artist I want to be a musician where you're like <laughs> oh this feels like yeah um, I think at first, no, for, I know at first I wanted to be an actor. Okay. And I was like in community theaters okay. and all that stuff. Cool. And then I just thought, uh, that was, that world wasn't for me. Yeah. And, uh, so I just kind of started doing music and then I was like, this is kind of the only thing I'm good at because I'm horrible at school and I'm horrible at wanting to be good at school. <laughs> and yeah. And I never was in class. I just skipped class and went to the band room. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, someone's at the door. <laughs> um, yeah. So. So was like the jam band the very first band you like were ever yeah. in? It was not even a real. I, mean, like, I don't know if we had a band name. I think at one point. Yeah. It was called Children at Play. Okay. Okay. And it was because we found a sign that said Children at like a street sign. Yeah. Said, Children at Play. Uh huh. Um, here and I I don't even remember if that was it, but we just. Uh, <laughs> It was not really like a real, very serious band. <laughs> I mean, like, a couple of random other bands in high school, but uh, I think, I think things kind of got serious like towards the end of high school okay. when I was realizing like everybody is going to college and I have no desire to do that. So I have to do something with my life. And so I was often like sneaking off to like a college town and playing like these cover sets. Okay. 
and like a bar okay. and like making like 300 bucks on a weekend and that was more than what my friends were making working like coffee shop jobs and I was like oh this is pretty sweet I only get to work three hours a week and I get free dinner yeah and I get to just play music yeah so that was kind of like I think the thing that kind of like triggered this whole thing was just like oh I don't have to I don't have to be good at something else. I can just do what I'm already good at. That's so cool. Yeah. How did the project Michigander like come together? Like how? Yeah, good question. Yeah. Uh, um, in like 2014, I moved to Kalamazoo. Okay. Um, from from Midland, Michigan. Midland. Okay. Yeah. And I was just there, and just kind of met some people who were better musicians than me. Uh, and people, and I was like, oh wow, this is like the first time around. I'm surrounded like like competent like musicians who care about like their tone and like how they're playing right it was cool because then we just kind of started playing these gigs it's like do you want to play these gigs and we'd play like founders and grand rapids and like the oh, open mic good old yeah. founders yeah <laughs> and founders, uh yeah. so you just do that and um it was cool and that kind of just kind of kept going and been like people started just coming to shows and we didn't have any music out and I was just playing shows and it was it was different band members still kind of like always is changing a little and yeah um, um, but there was just like these, we would like play these shows in the house shows and like there'd be 10 people and the next time there'd be like 20 people and the next time there'd be a hundred people. And then we would, would like, that's great. Yeah. And then we like would play to like 300 some people at the pyramid scheme and with no music out. That's um, huge. Yeah. It was weird. It's that's just so, so super weird. And they were like, no, the songs just from the shows. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's music, a lot of music out now, but, um, it's still cool to see. The it blows my mind. Yeah. It the blows my mind. Anyone ever cares. Yeah. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Did you have any mentors along the way? Yeah. I, I think just different bands um, that I was uh, like looked up to. There was a uh, Mike Mains in the Branches um, was like a band from Michigan that like Mike okay. kind of took me under his wing and yeah. took me on the road and learned a lot. And then like Flynn Eastwood or Jax Anderson now. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a, she helped me out. She still helps me out a ton. And then like Joe Hurtler was always like really nice and giving us shows and like Junior Junior were letting us play shows yeah. with them and they were just like play shows with us and like we like what you're doing that's so good keep it up and it was cool it was like really reassuring but then I think there was like a lot of like business side of things mentors that were like probably even more helpful there was people I was just like how do you do how do I do this better right and like it was the question I was always asking like yeah. point blank to people who probably don't get the opportunity to say that to like local bands and so i think that was like right i was always what were some of those tips or like what were what were some of those things that yeah they they shared if you can remember i i I can't remember any like specifics but it was just like don't overplay it's like a huge thing that was like really good for us like don't play grand rapids four times this month right because no one's going to come to your show no No. one cares don't play grand rapids four times a year like no one cares that much yeah about your band um so i i think I think that was more helpful. I was always like, I was always grateful for the people um, that were like great set, but I was always way more thankful for the people who were saying like, this part of what you're doing is not good. Yeah. You should do it this way. Or like, we'd be like, I don't know if I had the place to say this. I'd be like, no, please tell me exactly what you're thinking. I want to know. Yeah. yeah. And I think that just kind of, and like continuing, like, like, what can we do better? How was that? Like, it's always something I always ask pe- my friends who are at the shows or around me. Yeah. Um, and trying to constantly get better at things. Yeah, when I saw um, online that the date for Bardot for school mm-hmm. night was happening, I was like, yes! Yeah. Because, ha- like, I mean, I haven't been in Michigan besides, like, visiting, like, 
you know, family right. and mm-hmm. friends like once, maybe twice a year. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, finally, I'm going to get to see oh, cool. Michigander play. Because awesome. I was like, I've heard a lot, you know, yeah. about like your music and I've listened to your music. But um, I was just like, I was super, yeah, super stoked. Oh, cool. Yeah. And yeah. I'm very excited to play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your song songwriting process like? Yeah, it's a good question. It has evolved a lot. Originally, it was just like me writing a ton of lyrics in a notebook okay. and hoping I could stick it on something that sounded good. Yeah. Um, and then I found out that was seemed very uh, forced often. And then I kind of changed into me playing just a guitar and like mumbling some things to get it out and finding some key phrases and just writing phrases in like my phone. And being like, oh, that's not very interesting. But yeah. uh, a lot of bands do it that way. Yeah, no. Um, and so uh, now it's more, or the last... EP, the new EP that's coming out is a uh, was a lot more uh, arrangement driven. Okay. Like like here's some musical ideas, like full fledged out songs. Yeah. That we could do, and and then I kind of wrote the lyrics on top of it, which was a little more challenging because I was like the music is really good here, so I have to make sure the lyrics are at least somewhere yeah. in the same range as quality. It was an interesting way of doing it, um, and they kind of all the songs for this new EP were written like within the same six months in the same room okay like, all the same time cool. and that's never happened before either so it was a very controlled environment and I, I think the songs did turn out a lot better yeah and we spent more time in the studio on these songs um um not a ton more time but some more time and um and just wanted to make sure they're right and yeah and, yeah and complaining about our mixes a little more and being like i need this to be a little different and like mm-hmm. m- more specific but i think everybody including the producer on the record really was on board with us being like the last thing was good but this has to be better did you record it in michigan then yeah we recorded kind of everything i've done with uh jay cry at social recording company in adrian okay michigan so he's a really cozy studio nice that um i will go to for like a couple days at a time and record nice and he kind of just knows how to get what i'm thinking out for now yeah, and, you know, it's, and uh, he always ends up doing exactly how, like what I like what? want, what I want yeah. to do. That's and so huge. it's cool. And like, I would love to keep working with him and and on that stuff. And but like the sound of the band right now is this specific thing. Mm-hmm. And I think Jake is the best person to uh, make that sound come to life. That's so good. Yeah, it's it's super super lucky. Like he yeah. just he was like bugging me, like we want to I want to work with you, and I was like no. I was like, I don't know, man. Like, and then he's like, just come over and we'll just do a song. And if you like it, you, you can do something with it. If you don't, no worries. <laughs> and so I chose a song I didn't like, really. Okay. And it was called Fears, which is like my most pop, one of my most popular songs. Mm-hmm. And I ended up like recording it with him in the song. It was like, oh, this is actually a good song. This is like great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny sometimes how like like your perception of a song can cloud like right. You like whatever process like you uh-huh. were going through until like you totally bring other people in because this new record we haven't played any of this we we hadn't played any of the songs live okay um except one of them okay and and, and we before we recorded so that was like really scary on until like two weeks ago we hadn't played any of them live oh my gosh uh, are you gonna play they're all they're all they're all ready to go now cool which is cool um and so play some tomorrow night yeah i think well yeah not all of them tomorrow yeah. but some most of but them some of them yeah uh cool yeah i'm pretty excited That's to great. like start playing them live it, it it takes a while i feel like for us to get into like 
get them to the best they can be live because we keep figuring out new stuff on how we like to play them, but um, new um, ideas around them. So we'll see um, what happens. But yeah, that's cool. Do you have any fun tour memories from being out on the road, um, or weird things that have happened where you're just like, "What?" <laughs> we there. Everything's pretty. Uh, we're. Uh, I guess me. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty low key. Yeah. And like prefer to be in bed early and, <laughs> yeah. and not be out late. And yeah. so yeah. luckily the dudes who play with me usually are okay with that. That's cool. Um, yeah. Um, but I guess the best story is from a couple weeks ago. We were at Lollapalooza. Okay. And it was the coolest day of my life. That's awesome. I've never been to like a major festival. And uh, and we like got to watch the Strokes side stage in front of like a hundred thousand people or whatever. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! I don't know if it was a hundred thousand people, but it was a, yeah. It was, but it's a lot. Yeah. It was a lot of thousand people, and it was insane. And we were standing side stage, and it was just like basically me and the band. All of a sudden, Hosier came up and stood next to us. <laughs> yeah. And then Maggie Rogers came up and stood next oh, to cool. us. Oh, cool! And then I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then I turned around, and Win Butler from Arcade Fire was standing right behind me. And I was like, I almost puked. <laughs> and I was like, holy yeah. cow. And then just watch the Strokes play. Right. And they like are one of my favorite bands. And they walk right past me. And then earlier, I think the earlier that day or the day before, I met Chance, the rapper. Oh, cool. Like all within a couple hours. Oh, I'm my like, gosh. So that's the best tour story I have. Oh, yet. my gosh. That's a great. And I, I, think I, that's, would, I think that's good I enough. I would be dying. I oh, would be I, was, dying. I was. I was. Uh, I yeah. was. It was pretty wild. That's yeah. so. That's so awesome. That's so. I will fun. never. I will never forget that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. How was playing Lollapalooza? We didn't. We played an after show. Oh, you did. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, cool. And it it was really fun. It was cool. The energy of like the festival, I think, just continues into the night. Yeah. And comes to these after shows, and I don't know how anybody has any energy after a festival, but the, like but it was sold out, and there's a yeah. ton of kids there, and like it was fun. It was very fun. We were exhausted. I think we played like at 11 p.m. Okay. Which is six hours past my bedtime. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. but you did it. <laughs> yeah, it was very fun. <laughs> um, what has been like a challenging moment, like playing music or working in yeah. music? I think I think when I was young, when I was first starting out, I was like, oh, if I just get to this point, the challenges will go away. Or like, if I just get to this point, this thing. If I just get a label, that this will go away. If I just get a management, this will go. If I get an agent, this will go away. And I was like always constantly like. Yeah. Thinking like, if I had this, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I mean, I am, rel- I am, I can't complain. Like everything is going really, really well for me. Right. Like I'm, everything I've wanted to do is like starting to happen. And yeah. it's, it's cons- like every day I'm just like so grateful for it. And it's like, so good. can't stop like thinking about it. like, this is yeah. like a dream come true mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, but there's still like, Every step comes with different challenges. I think. Oh, definitely. At first, it was like, oh, I am overdrawing my bank account every single week to pay for my gas, and then a couple of years later, after like hustling and, and working hard, like, oh, that's cool. I'm not overdrawing my bank account anymore, and I have like three hundred dollars in my checking all the time. I'm like, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. But now it's like, uh, if I have three hundred dollars in my checking, I'm like, that's pretty bad. Like, and like, and like, you think so? These things just kind of keep going and you're like okay now i have to figure out like how are we going to tour i need a van so i have to get a van and like there's all these like little things like how are we going to step this up we need a bigger van and like Mm -hmm. is this van okay and like are the people that are in the band like wanting to be here are they like do they care about it as much as me and you can't really expect anybody to Mm -hmm. like be in that same spot so those are constant things too and like juggling everybody's schedules and like all this stuff 
is always a huge stressor and just making sure like I think the thing now that's like my biggest like stress is like is everybody on the same page as like in the team right. and like yeah that's touring is everybody like have each other's backs yeah. and like that's know huge. why they're there and like that's like a huge stressor to me um all the for I don't know why it just is um and uh well you want that you want that community you want that like yeah team like, you want everybody it, it, to care about it as much as like you do yeah. I mean, you can't expect anybody no, to about no, anything but like and if anybody does there's a problem i think yeah if someone cares about something more than you then yeah then there's a problem so yeah but i think every step comes with challenges but but the lows now are like higher than the highs were like in 2012 yeah like easily like yeah. a, a bad show now would be like a in Michigan would be like say like 200 people showed up right that I would be like oh that sucks right but in 2012 if 200 people came to my show holy cow wow yeah that would be incredible yeah um, but I mean it's all it's, it's, all, like, it's, it's, it's all, all relative everything just is relative and like uh-huh. you have to like catch yourself and be like I'm doing what I wanted to do since I was like 16 mm-hmm. and I like don't have to work a second job um and it, like I'm just getting to that spot right you know and that, and like, I think I've said this in like a lot of interviews, but like that is like the craziest thing to me that I'm like actually doing after like years of hustling and like people telling me I shouldn't do this, I should go to college and like yeah. do all this other stuff. And that's fine for some people. Oh, totally. But not for me, it's not for me. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that is, uh, that was every, there's always challenges, I guess, every step of the way. But luckily, now there's people who are better at handling the problems and the challenges. <laughs> With your yeah. team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what keeps you going at working and... Coffee. Coffee, <laughs> yeah. Um, With all the challenges. Yeah. Um, what propels you? It's a good question. Probably, to be honest, it's just like the fear of, I don't know what I would do, uh, what else I would do. Yeah. And that's horrifying to think about. I don't. I really have no idea what else I could do. Yeah. So fear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, simply put, yeah. Well, I mean, you're do. I mean, you're doing what you want to do. Yeah. It's great. I couldn't. I, it's hard. I couldn't imagine like having to to do something else anymore. I mean, I, I maybe we'll have to one day, but for now, I don't have to. But that's uh, a good feeling. But it is. It is like just like being scared of. I don't know what else I would do. So it's gotta work, kind of thing. That's cool. I asked this to all my guests. Why do you love music? Why do I love music? I think out of all art. Music is probably the most accessible form of art because it's like three minutes, mm-hmm. and you get not you know, like a TV show or a movie or a painting. I mean, a painting can make you feel something, but I don't know if a painting can make you feel the same way as like music can. Yeah. Um, like psychologically even. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think music has just kind of always been easy. It's like an easy way. It's an easy. It's the easiest thing to like get a hold of. Yeah. Especially now with Spotify. Yeah. And streaming yeah i just think it's accessible and i think accessible things are likable things mm-hmm. yeah do you have any tips for artists out there like in their songwriting process or if anyone like has had i mean people always get writer's block or you know um i'm currently in a very bad uh spell of writer's block okay so i don't really know what to say yeah but if i did if someone knows yeah. please tweet me and tell me yeah but uh um i don't know um I think just coming up with musical ideas is probably the best thing you can do, mm-hmm. if you, even if you don't have lyrics or anything. Right. And just 
play with new tools and new toys that can help you come up with something yeah. that, that you're unfamiliar. That's foreign yeah. to you. Like, yeah. Open up a, if you're a guitar player, particularly open up a computer. Mm-hmm. If you're a computer person, get a guitar. Yeah. Um, maybe that could be something. Yeah. That's always helped me. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever like look at any other like people's art like for inspiration or like outside of the like the music realm to like spark? You know, I've you heard, know. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people do that. It doesn't doesn't do anything for me. Okay. If I see a movie or yeah, I'm like that's what that is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like inspire me to go make a song. Okay. It inspires yeah. me to be like, oh man, I kind of want to get a camera. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, but I, for me, there's nothing. There's no like huge crossover between okay. the two things. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people like they can just be like, oh, I need to write, and they just read a book. Right. And uh, they are like, oh, I can write. This thing popped out to me, and they put yeah. it in their journal, and then they write some amazing song off it. And you're like, how'd you do that? I'm just like trying to write about everything else. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, any other tips like on the business side? Yeah. I think like you kind of always have to be hustling in like in a practical way. I think it's like important to like email strangers and tell them about your band. Not like just like any email, but like yeah. people who are in the music business in any way, shape, or form, whether it be a blog or mm-hmm. some label that won't even respond to you. Yeah. Or some manager or something who won't even respond to you. But you never know. And I think you have to be the number one fan of what you're doing all the time. Yeah. Like you have to be the most excited about it. Yeah. Because no one else, like I said before, no one else is going to care if you don't care. Right. Um, I also think, like, you have to put a lot of time in before you see anything. I think there's a lot of musicians who are like, I've been doing this for a year, and I mm-hmm. am not paying my bills. It's like, okay. But it's what have you been? Yeah, yeah. What have you been doing for a year? Right. You've just been, like, putting air in the tires, basically. Yeah. yeah. You haven't even got the car going. Right. Um. I think that's but, a really good tip. Yeah. yeah. Um, this, I think the thing that's been like, that I kind of like put, put into words like that's been good for me is this constant, and like still, it's like a constant sense of like urgency, like everything, like we got to go, we got to do this, we got to do this. But at the same time, being extremely patient, like with the whole process overall. Right. Yeah. But like the day to day, I feel like is like, we got to get this done, we got to do this. Like mm-hmm. this has to, like there's got to be something going on. Right. Because otherwise it just gets stagnant. It's so true. Um, and also never wear shorts on stage. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the only other advice. I can... <laughs> well, why, not, why not shorts? I don't know. Look, I, have I seen me? I don't know if I've cause seen you either look Because you look like a little kid. <laughs> yeah. Funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 Those are, my, those are my tips. Cool. Cool. The earlier tips were probably more. Yeah. Insightful. Oh, what's next for you? Um, we go on tour. Oh, well, yeah, so we, today is the first day of tour, um, technically. Yeah. Um, for about a month. Okay. So, a little over a month. Um, You're rec- going, like, on the East Coast? And- yeah, everything. So, this will be already be out, but it will yeah. be out. And we're doing, like, everything east of the Mississippi and then, like, over in, like, Minneapolis and Iowa. And, Great. Uh, Kansas City and a bunch of other stuff. Awesome. Every Everywhere. On that side of the country, cool. yeah, which I'm pretty, pretty excited about. That's and great. And we headlining shows every night, which will be pretty cool in our new van. Ooh, yeah. nice! So it'll be a big long trip. Promoting the new EP. Promoting the new EP. Uh, where do we go from here? Yes. Yes. Out via C3 Records. So exciting! 
yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty excited yeah. to get it out. How did you get connected to C3? A long... This this is a great example of like hustling all the time, even you being like the biggest fan of what you yeah. get to do. My first ever interaction with C three was like in twenty sixteen and I put out one song. It was called Nineties. And um I in my brain I was like, Oh, I should play Lollapalooza. And then I said, Who books Lollapalooza? And I found it online. Yeah. And then guessed one of the guy's emails based on another C three email. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I emailed him, and I was like, "Hey, my name's Jason. I'm a Michigan artist. I should play Lollapalooza." Like literally said like something like that. I love here's it. Here's the here's the link. Yeah. Let me know how you want to move forward. I think we'd make a great addition to the lineup. Yeah. No one knew who I was. No one cared. Right. People still don't like. There's not like yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Like, yeah. Um, and he emailed me back, and he said, "Hey, how'd you get my email?" And he said. <laughs> Let's hop on a call. And I was like, when? He's like, 4 p.m. And I, I, I started, I'm not joking, started texting all the band. I was like, hey, guys, clear your calendars. First week, first week in August, <laughs> we are going to play Lollapalooza in Chicago. Yeah. I got a call with the buyer today. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was like, we're playing Lollapalooza for like a few hours. I was like, yeah. I'm playing Lollapalooza. Yeah. Based on this stupid email that I sent in like July. Oh, my God. And the festival was like a month away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so uh yeah simon called i called simon we talked on the phone and and he's like i he's like i like the song he's like uh he's like you're not the place to play he's like things gotta grow organically but it's just keep me in the loop okay and i was like okay so uh years kind of passed and one of my other friends bands was managed by c3 and then we ended up playing some shows with a band called mount joy okay and yeah. uh they're a c3 band so we kind of got connected there and then when we went to South by earlier this year, it was kind of like a big, um, it was kind of when things kind of like yeah. got set in motion. And that's so, so good. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. that's a good story. Yeah. That's it's so It's pretty good. funny. Because <laughs> I was like just a kid and I was just like, right. I'm still like, well, I wasn't, it was like four years ago, five years ago. And I was just like, I should play your, your festival. <laughs> Main stage, 4 p.m. <laughs> slot. Yeah. No, but yeah. Oh my uh, gosh. That's great. That is a real thing. I, I, I love that story. It's a good story. It's a good story. I was just going through old emails the other day and looking how, and it was very embarrassed of things I would send people. But I don't know. It worked. Yeah. It worked down the road. <laughs> my, yeah, my mindset has changed like, a lot, and I've yeah. learned a lot yeah. in the last like five years or so. But yeah, yeah, there's some pretty funny stuff in my inbox. Oh, it's so yeah. good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, anything, any other tips or anything you want to share? Check out the EP. Where do we go from here? It's on all streaming services, and um, it's even on MySpace. It's not actually on MySpace. <laughs> it's on vinyl. Cool. Yeah, first vinyl pressing. Check awesome. out the EP. That's it. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for of being course. on the show Thanks. today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for chatting. Yeah. Rock and roll. Thanks again to Jason for being on the show and to the Bang Ups for the theme music. This has been the I Love Music Podcast with Jen Fedor.